Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 3rd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. I, uh, I'm back in the Midwest, feel, feel at home, you know, uh, recording from my, my in-law's basement. Not my parents' basement, my in-law's basement. Well, blog Real, boy in the made basement. It, I made it moment, you know. There you go. Nothing like a... Mid uh, early August day in your in laws' basement recording a podcast. Uh, that's that's good. How are you excited about being back in Chicago in the Midwest? Are you going to go over to the Western Amateur or anything like that this week? I think I might. I might. I might venture over there. I got to email them, see uh, see what, or or just look up. I might just act what like do you a mean, be email. A well, I want to see. I, I want to see if I can finagle some parking on site. You know? I was going to say, what do you need a red carpet rolled <laughs> just, out? Why, just, why is an just, email needed? Just trying to just trying to finagle some benefits, to make That's it a little ridiculous. bit easier, a easier on myself to to crooked. get in and get out. But uh, you should have done that before event of the week was decided. Maybe you could have, you know, with a little extra sugar, like you did a stand up mixer. You would have given them event of the week over the women's open. I assume well, it's I'm going not to even sure open. if I'm going to have time to get over there. I got a long to do list. The, you know what I'm most excited about is I'm not going to be flying, flying with a toddler for a couple weeks. So that's what I'm most excited about. Okay, good. Fly. Very exciting. Very exciting. Just, just like a war day, any day you fly. With the with the kid, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you been in war? How would you know? How would you compare that? To That's a good war? point. It's a great point. It sounds like Gary Nicholas talking about shoveling my driveway right now. <laughs> um, all right, we got to. I mean, you know, you talked last week about how there was just no need to have golf, right? Let's just wind it down. We have a, a pretty good week. Great week with the women's open is takes the cake for sure. It's the last major, I think, the last major of the year. We it, could be forgetting a Champions Tour major, but those don't true. really count anyways. I think we got those all off the deck. They do like five in like eight weeks, it feels like, um, which is why half the guys don't travel over for the senior open. Uh, so it's the last women's open, uh, or I'm sorry, the last major, the women's open at Muirfield. Uh, Event of the week. I would say, you know, we're going to rank the majors, I suppose, at some point. In terms of pre, pre-tournament hype, excitement, maybe the best, maybe the most exciting for this year, probably the 150th at St. Andrews would be I think it's going to be hard to top that. Um, to be complete. It's, it's really exciting because of the combination of, of the women at Muirfield, arguably one of the... Well, that's what I know, think. Pantheon, There's a lot of intrigue but, around it. Like but I think regard. it's, I think it's hard to top the 150th. No, at the Open. I, yeah, I think there's an extra element of intrigue around it because Muirfield, um, I don't know, it's been closed more or less to championship golf now for almost almost a decade. It's obviously looked like it was going to be off the rota for a while. They added women members. 
in 2017 after they felt like 14 votes shy, I want to say. They needed two thirds, 60 whatever out of 800 members, 66%. And they fell short in 2016 and got absolutely <laughs> savaged everywhere. And, you know, rightfully so. It was 2016. It wasn't 1916. You know, it was 2016 and they, they voted against admitted women and got just nuked everywhere. I think it sounds like they were, some of them were surprised at the backlash, apparently. I don't know, at, at, or at least I guess the intensity of it. And then they voted to admit women the next year. Um, and then by two years after that, the RNA had awarded uh, women's open. So it'll be the first women's open ever at uh, Muirfield, which I don't know. It's a primo venue. It has an amazing roster of champions. It has, it's, you know, considered one of the great links courses in the British Many Isles. Many consider not, it the best links course. Yeah. Uh, in the British right. Isles. I think it's, it's the most refined. And we talked, I talked about this on a recent fried egg podcast with Garrett a little bit, but like when you Colt. look at Harry, Colt, yeah, right? Harry Colt with some updates from Tom Simpson, when you look at most links courses, they were built a long, long time ago. Right. You know, and and we we and, in, and in America, maybe not even the verb for it. Yeah, it's just they were kind of like, like formed and yeah. yeah, yeah, and and adapted over time, right? You know, there were iterations of of the golf course, but it all started from like a certain framework. With with Muirfield, you had one of the greatest architects of all time, Harry Colt, come in and completely redesign it because they found they bought new land. They didn't find it. They bought new land. So Colt comes in in 25, 23, 25 and completely rebuilds the golf course. And, you know, re you know, there's only one hole, the second hole that exists from the old Tom golf course, the old Tom Morris golf course. And Harry Colt at the height of his powers in what people call in America, the golden age of golf design, which Harry Colt was very much involved with giving Alistair McKenzie his start in golf architecture. McKenzie worked for Colt's firm. Um, and, you know, Harry Colt was just doing a lot of the greatest golf courses in the UK at this time. And he is he is at the height of his powers building Muirfield. And so, you know, it's a very refined golf course. It doesn't go out and back. It has a returning ninth hole to the clubhouse. It is... Um, you know, it the routing doesn't just go one direction. It it kind of circles around. It goes clockwise and then anti-clockwise, as the Brits say. Why is it not counter? It's anti-clockwise. I don't know. I was wondering, they kept saying anti-clockwise. I was very like, oh, is that just the thing? They that's how they that's what we're maybe that we're wrong for calling. Yeah, it I think we're probably wrong. I think it's they interior. probably they they started the English language over sure, there. So if sure. they say anti, we're probably wrong saying the counter. Back nine. Maybe it's counter cult. It. We're counterculture saying counter. Yeah. That's true. So the back nine is inside the front nine, going the other direction. Counter or anti. So, and, and one of the things I think Colt was really known for cross hazards, which will be particularly interesting with the women coming in at a little bit lower trajectory. I mean, we saw it when we played there just a couple weeks ago. Like there are, are, are instances, especially a great example is the eighth hole. Um, and and there's a bunch of different places where you need to land the ball short because there are, there are a substantial amount of greens that run away, but the eighth hole in particular, yeah. you know, they have these really cool crossing bunkers that sit like 30 yards, 20 yards in front of the green. <clears throat> and 
we both had hit poor drives. So we were we had to play short of them. And then we're hitting chip shots. I remember you hit a really good chip shot, but it ran I watched forever. it just ran right through. So then yeah. I hit mine like even shorter and it still went to the back of the green. Like you have to just barely crust those bunkers in front of the green to get it to stay. And there are a lot of cool shots like that out there where you have to just kind of skirt these bunkers that devour golf balls because of the, the speed of the turf and the, the contours around them eat these golf balls. It, it, it'll be a really, really fun golf course. I mean, in terms of, you know, Royal Troon, I haven't seen, obviously, uh, you know, where they played and Carnoustie. I think, I think Muirfield, I think it's pretty safe to say, is on kind of another level of golf course. This is a, the creme de la creme. It's right up there, like I think in terms of like quality of golf course with the old course in terms of in Portrush in terms of open venues for men. And obviously the first time the women are coming there, I think it's important for the golf course. You know, I think a, a lot of talk is going to be about how Muirfield's elevating the um, so the the championship. I, but yeah. I think there's a there's a second thought. There's a second piece of that. There is that this is. This championship is really elevating Muirfield in the modern, modern world. I tried to, I tried to, I, I think I tried to ask one somebody for our video that question. I don't know if it went anywhere, but it's it's more like it, there, there's there's things that the women's game can do for courses, right, and bring out the best in courses. As much as you know, you talk about having it at this exclusive place, it does something more for the women's game. But I, I think like what you're saying is, is yeah, a reintroduction of your field. And look, um, refined is an interesting word. You talked about the course, obviously inside and at the place it's, it's, it's a little, I don't know if crusty is the word, but you got to wear a coat and tie. That said, I'm not trying to like, look, the, the vote was not good in 2016. I found it to be pretty welcoming and fun place and i'm not like trying to sound like a, i i know mostly 99 percent of the world's never going to be there i'm just like saying there there's places where i've been where i felt uncomfortable uh that was not one of them and i could thought I, I might be especially as off the red eye although aside from you getting popped for your shoes not can being i tell shined, that story yeah so <laughs> your shoes so i'm off we're off this red eye i mean i'm like so blurry eyed like completely disoriented we get there and the guy we played, got, the, our host was incredible, Andy Crummy. He's drinking this Pims on the patio. I have no clue what Pims was. I was just like, yeah, I'll take one of those. I didn't know if there's alcohol in it. Upon like first sip, I wasn't sure if there still was alcohol, which is never a good sign. And then we have a bunch of wine at lunch, some Kimmel. Anyways, I'm going to the bat. I'm like, I'm kind of like out to out to lunch at this point. Like I am, I'm spaced out. I'm in the bathroom and some guy, the, one of the old members there says something to me. And I had no clue what he said, you know, between the accent, accent. Yeah. and my inebriation and, and sleep deprivation at this point, I'm just like, wait, what? I was like, oh, he said something about my shoes. And I said, oh, thank you. And he goes, I don't think, I don't think anybody's to think, thank, but the rain who ruined a good pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, they were making fun of your shoes. I mean, you're just delirious. And These the guys guy are walked, fun out, of their- walked out of the bathroom. Like shaking his head at you. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was probably like, what an idiot American. <laughs> uh, I was complimenting his shoes. It, it did seem, I don't know. I don't want to make excuses for it. It, it, it seems like a place that's trying to catch up here and, and be, re, you know, join the modern world for sure. Hey, what was your favorite up. hole out there? That's a good question. Um, you know, I did my nine. Nine's a cool. Nine, hole. nine was pretty sort of. I mean, as someone who's maybe fighting the hooks a little bit with the wall down the left, I don't think the women will have that problem. It was a little intimidating. And then you have, I thought, well placed bunkers at least, and like the Simpson fairway, bunker. Yeah, and fairway that sort of ran hard. You know, it, it, it's not like. The most undulating course, I guess it's gets more undulating out towards the sea, uh, you know, whatever that is, three, four. Um, but yeah, it felt like nine because was running into some of those bunkers and they were very well placed. Nine was interesting. I don't know what my favorite was. 17 obviously seemed like super, super cool. The green, the cross hazards, all that stuff. 17 is incredibly you know, memorable. But nine was was a fun one. Nine's a great pick because it's like you have the wall down down the left and it's a classic, you know, kind of strategy hole. And, and yeah. one of the things that walls do so well out there is boundary lines, right? If yeah. the more left you put it, the easier the next shot is if you're not going for two because of those hazard, those bunkers that kind of eat in right where you want to lay up. The more right mm-hmm. you play, you have to deal with them. You have to go over them in yeah. some some way. But if you play up the left side there, you you don't have to deal with them on the next shot. Um, and and the hole's significantly shorter if you play up the left than if you play up the right. So what are your few your holes? Hole. You're gonna write a little snippet for the Friday newsletter, maybe about like holes to watch or. or- Course yeah, I better. I just I gotta get. To work? I gotta get. I just gotta get, on my, gotta get on my uh, horse here this afternoon. You, you <laughs> like seventeen? Just added something cool. to the plate. Seventeen's <laughs> cool, right? Seventeen's really neat. Yeah, I think. I mean, the key there is hitting a good drive, so you don't. Because if you hit a good drive, the those cross bunkers are an afterthought. But the Hard green is really neat. It's a, you know, obviously, it's kind of like a a punch bowl. Um, green where the contours around it feed it in and they've got those knobs that run through the center of it that kind of divide into left and right half um i mean the whole stretch it's hard like the thing about it is really the golf course to me from like really from like three to 18 there there isn't a necessarily weak hole. I always think the best question is like, what's the weakest hole at great courses? And Muirfield Probably like one. falls into the bucket is like, I mean, one's the least interesting land. So probably one. It's just like you kind of, it, but it's really freaking hard. Like it's super hard. It usually plays into the wind. It's a long yeah. par four. So it's like hard to say it's weak. It's it's pretty interesting around the greens. But yeah, like I think the weakest shot on the golf course is the first tee shot. And in in that sense, it, it's just like that. The strength of this golf course is that there are no weak holes. Like there, there are, it is a sum of all its parts golf course. It is a really well thought out golf course. It uses the ground really well. One of the holes that's super fun that we probably won't see a ton of is the third hole, which I'm yeah. uh, I'm assuming it usually plays downwind, and that would make it drivable uh, for some of the longer ladies. Uh, you know, it, it's got it plays it it has like a wide part of the fairway where you can lay back and you can have that full wedge in, but then it narrows up and it goes through two dunes. 
and it has this narrow shoot of fairway. And if you can thread the needle through there, it'll run right to the green. Um, that is a really fun hole. I don't know how much of it we'll see on the broadcast, but if you do get a chance to see the third hole, that is a, a spectacular hole. And it's in what, you, as you described, it's over by the sea. It's got kind of the most dramatic uh, topography on the golf course there. 11 really cool too. The one fully blind shot, the tee shot, you go up over this hill and then it's a really neat green with a, a right and a, a, a low right tier and a high left tier on the green. Uh, and, and like this is, is let's, we'll get to the women here. The tee times are out. I don't know that they put the top three players in the world. Jin Young Ko, Minji Lee and Nelly Korda are, are all playing together. There's other power groupings like Lydia Ko, Nasa Harayoka, Leona McGuire is a favorite. So, so like this is going to be primo golf, uh, coffee golf, I should say, uh, just based on the power groupings they have. I see 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. on USA on Thursday and, and Friday. So it's up, you know, by 6 Eastern. What's what's uh, leading in on USA? Is it do we have <laughs> like uh, what what's what, what drama? Like what TV MA, you know, yeah. like guys, you know, getting killed in alleyways in New York like there was at the US Open. Um, but unlike, you know, 150th, this like the Women's Open is a relatively new thing. Right. I mean, 1970s, I want to say, was when it, it really the Women's British Open. It, it's had sort of a mixed history. It's like canceled here and there. Um, I don't think the Americans or the top players in the world necessarily patronized it a ton. And so, like, I'd say it really took off, you know, in the, the 80s and 90s. And, you know, it posted up at Woburn, the Duke's course forever. Right. Right. At the beginning. And now this is like. You know, we've seen this with the Women's PGA and the U.S. Women's Open and commitment to purses, commitment to venues. It feels like this is also now happening with the RNA and Muirfield's a part of that. I don't know. Do we have a purse total? Looks I think like it's six, six point six eight, eight right now. Uh, yeah. With over a million to the winner. So not quite at the others, but, you know, it seems like for a relatively newish championship, nowhere near the 150th, like they're also starting to get with the trend of uh, like the women, the USGA and the PGA of America of, of really taking these two, the best courses that the British Isles have to offer. Um, anything else on the women's open other than it, it'll be event. Yeah. Week. Well, tangentially related. I was, I, I had to pour one out last night for a legend. One of my favorite women players hanging them up. Shan Shan Feng. Oh, yeah. She was doing like a Zoom call. It sounds like she's just like consulting with the sort of national team back home. But yeah, she, that's official. We thought it was happening anyway. Yeah, it was official. It, she, she had hinted for, you know, the last two years that she was yeah. pretty much done. But, yeah. you know, uh, major champion, as she put it, you know, she her goal was to play 10 years and she ended up playing 15. She won a major tons of other events. Did she get she got to number one in the world? I mean, a great player and then almost a better personality than player. Yeah. Her, her always a lively, lively uh, quote, you know, just some of my favorite, favorite things, you know, a post pandemic, just being bluntly, blatantly obvious. What did you do? All pandemic. I, I ate food, watch TV, you know, <laughs> it's like, how, how could anybody else? How could anybody not love that response? So yeah. uh, a legend, it's a it's a bummer that she's uh, she's no longer going to be competing out there. But uh, 
you know, lively. Maybe maybe future subject of a flash. Uh, we did a we did a small she feature did the on her. Ion Olympic, right? Yeah, I think Ion Olympic. But maybe maybe a more. Yeah, down so. the line. All right, so that's your Women's British Open, the event of the week, last major of the year, um, and and a uh, incredible venue, really. Glory's last shot, maybe you might you <laughs> might call it for twenty twenty for all of majors. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I think I think a certain tour would argue that that uh, ultimate prize. The ultimate. You got the up. well two tours. <laughs> you got the ultimate prize, and then you got the live uh, tour championship. You're you're discounting the Schwab Cup too. I mean that just, is. All right. Whatever. And the want, race to the fine. CME Globe. All these these all these made up things for brands and sponsors and to make a season sound like it has meaning. You know, like the Schwab Cup. Everything like. Uh, all right. Let's do a read for our friends. Oh, we should promote. We're doing a live show in Philadelphia on Sunday night at Lulu Lulu Country, Country Club. Club. Little known uh, fact, my uncle was the head pro at Lulu for like 25 years. How about that? Um, and his his father, so my, you know, he's a, a married-in uncle, designed the Lulu logo. Oh, very cool. How about that? How about that? Um, we're going to be doing a live show there. It's, oh man, I'm going to get this wrong. Well, night's going to kill me. Is it thirty dollars? Twenty. Twenty dollars. Are you sure about that? I'm fairly certain. Let me check. I got some it's, receipts rolling in here. It's all you can. It's it's open bar. Twenty dollars. Okay, open bar for two hours. Beer and wine. Beer and beer wine. Beer and wine. No, no, hold on. Stuff. Hold on. No Elijah no, Craig. No Elijah. Open bar. Beer and wine. Lulu Country Club. There'll be a live recording Sunday night. Uh, I think people, if you're in the cheesesteak event. You could sign up. Then it's open to sign up for the public. I don't know, we're going to share the link in the Friday newsletter. Uh, but we'll be there Sunday sign night. Sign up for that. We'll We've recap been putting the, good stuff in the Friday newsletter. The women's open. We'll recap just all the kinds Wyndham of rewards, here. the 125 guys, all that stuff. So, Lulu, if you're in the Philly area or I don't know, if you want to fly into Philly for a show and a two-hour uh, two open bar, you can do that. Um, what's wrong? What's wrong? You're, you're making faces over there. Nothing, nothing, nothing's wrong. Got distracted. Got got a bad DM. I'm getting the same Slack messages you are, and I'm not reading, but I'm seeing your reaction on the other screen. And I was like, do I need to check Slack to find out what that's all about? Because you're upset. Uh, Also, this episode is brought to your friends at the USGA. Friends. Uh, Confident. I don't know. Friends. Friends of the program. Some of them, anyways. Uh, we all know the USGA for things like their majors, the rules, handicapping, uh, but they are also the biggest investor in golf's future through programs that help uh, courses manage water, resources, expand junior golf, and uh, make sure all races, genders, and ages have access to the game and feel welcome. So the USGA, all that ex- that work is not made po- is made possible with the support of the USGA membership program. And if you'd like to join it, it seems like a good way. What do you get? You get like a bag tag and a you hat. Get bag and you get tag, stuff a hat, like that, right? And a, the a journal. Handicap, right? Journal with like good or writing in it. separately? I think done? that's a separate deal. You got to sign up for your deal. association. Okay. You're mixing well, the messaging here. You're mixing the messaging. <laughs> well, but listen, you go to USGA.org slash Friday. gets you all kinds of stuff. You know, as I said before about this membership, the best part about the membership is you're not Andrew Landry. You get a, you get a rules a rules book. book. You can put that in your bag. 
And you don't have to act like Andrew Landry. That that to me is the the biggest benefit. And I would just say with a hat. A cut of the money is going to making sure golf is thriving and, and focused on some priorities it should be focused on, as opposed to maybe other golf organizations that might not care about anything like that. So you could go to usga.org slash Friday to join. These people are actually attempting to grow the game. I, I feel like they need a different a maybe. different name. I think it needs a different slogan than grow the game. Like we need to just let grow the game be the term for all the vapid, empty, soulless uh, companies that are, are just, you know, trying to Malibu. win over. Yeah. It, it, you know, <laughs> it, come on. <laughs> Tying them into an ad read. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. Uh, uh, but they need, we need to come up with a different term for organizations that are actually doing something. I would say even aside from grow, it's just maintain and also make sure, you know. Improve. Uh, yeah, improve. Anyways, usga.org slash Friday to become a member and I hopefully put your money to something worthwhile. All right, continuing on with our schedule for the week. We have the Women's Open. We have the Kazoo Open. The Kazoo, just these... The, Back to back kazoo, weeks? not back to back. It went kazoo, hero, kazoo. So, the, but <laughs> every you know, other heroes like these are these two sugar daddies of the European tour. This motorcycle company in India and kazoo. I forget. I don't know if we ever got to the bottom of what kazoo does. But. I think that I think there was something wrong going bad with kazoo. I had gotten a tip that kazoo was kind of tanking right now like an enron deal or something or <laughs> i don't i don't know i can't remember it was some some intel ram my brain's foggy is this at celtic manor i think it oh, is what a spot i think it is because open uh that's talk coffee about- golf as well the Wyndham championship is your pga tour event that's on you know usual two to six whatever finishing on cbs you want to do feature groups? Um, for Wyndham? I mean, do we have to? Your guy's back. DL3. Getting a look of Webb, the hometown Webb. And uh, Kiz. Kisner, the defending champ. Davis Just Love like, III is in the PGA Tour feature group for the second week Hey, in a do row. you think he's going to make the cut? Finishing near DFL. I think he could. I mean, this is a real... I don't know. I want to use your terminology and use home game, but he's won this event a ton. He's nearly won it. Didn't he win it or nearly win it at like 50? Um, yeah, I just, I, I didn't I don't appear to be informed last week. So I don't, I don't think need any more. I don't need any more DL3. <laughs> Ricky Fowler, <laughs> Lucas Glover, and Stuart Sink are a group. Fowler. You see, they gave Luke, D- Luke Donald the, a friendly uh, Ryder Cup pairing. Hatton and Rose, the three Englishmen. Lowry, Horschel, and Straka. Lowry and Billy Ho feel like they would hit it the off. Septic Just, tank. Yeah. I don't know why Straka's in there, but whatever. Scott. They, Lowry and Billy Ho might be talking Premier League uh, soccer. There's a Prez Cup trio and Scott, Jason Day, although Jason Day is anti-Prez Cup from all we know, you know, can't, can't bother with it. Can and I he, give you a little scuttlebutt? Yeah. This is completely unverified. This oh, is God. this is like a this is not at all, like do not this is just something that I heard around the water cooler, alright? 
Jason Day had some some live interest. But there's a Day Norman beef. Oh, so Day has been reaching out about this, and Norman just doesn't even return his call. <laughs> Norman has beef with a lot of people. Yeah, I mean Brooks hates Norman. They didn't like each other. I, I don't know. It's interesting. So, but so, he won't even respond to Jason Day. Yeah, get, apparently, apparently, Day's Day said expressed interest. I mean, it's right up his alley. Yeah, right, right. You know, guaranteed I cash mean, he out. Fits, fits the profile of way a over the guy. hill. Yeah, like, yeah. But big name, like, yeah. fits the profile. Allegedly, Norman just doesn't even return his calls. Oh God, uh. This has historically been an interesting event. In well, the, you have the. Bubble, can we talk about like, this? Kinda. You want to say there's conditional status and all everything? No, else no, 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 no. What? I, I just. This is the event that I, I feel the deepest for with the way the tour conducts its business. Um, the schedule, the new schedule came out, and once again we saw the double down on every every event is as important as the other event outside of a couple. That, that have, have more money. just slightly more money and slightly more or more money. Sign- now significantly more money, but just slightly more FedEx Cup points. Slightly, slightly. Now here's a sponsor, Wyndham, who's just gotten royally screwed over by the PGA Tour and their terrible scheduling. They're just awful, awful. Just in in terms of just fabrication of a meaningful playoff season-long bullshit. There it is. First swear. Apologies. You're fine. Um, but their overall scheduling... Uh, it, and here it is, Wyndham, who created the top 10 thing a couple years ago, has the last event, has a nice identity with like keeping their cards, but the cards don't even matter, really. Because if you're 126, you'll still get stars. Doesn't really matter. Can we get at that for a second? I yes. have to bring out something that just highlights what we're talking about here. Um, remember, like when there was like that Rams or what was it Rams Seahawks? Like they're fighting to win the NFC West, and they were like six and eight or something like that. Yeah. And they're going to make the playoffs. Or like the the Giants and the Eagles a couple of years yeah. ago, right? <laughs> yeah. For every year, I think in that Washington NFC actually East. got. It. I can't remember. <laughs> Washington got in and hosted the Bucks, and they were like six and ten or something. Um, One twenty six. Oh, by the way, the the site, the FedEx Cup standings, has all the live guys in it, and they have to set up the separate site because they apparently can't x them out. So you have to go to a second link. It's very confusing to get the ones without the live boys in it. Uh, so 126, Sands Live, is Max McGreevy. So he's on the bubble. Let me read from you, Rob Bolton, our guy, Ronnie Bolton. Uh, 126, some stats. He's missed 18 cuts and 26 starts. Oh, <laughs> he's 126. Six of his last seven cuts. And all he needs is a two-way T46 to climb into consideration for the playoffs. He's missed 18 of 26 cuts, six of his last seven, and he's got to get like a two-way T46, 
He is 185th in strokes gained off the tee, 180th in strokes gained approach, 130th around the green, 152nd in putting. This is this is like uh, I have nothing against Max McGreevy, but that like, doesn't seem like playoffs material. This is like a three and D specialist in the NBA that shoots twenty four percent from three and is a below average <laughs> defender. I just like maybe the playoffs are just a little too big, and then you know well, I, they I, are consolidating them. In, they in, are. In, uh, two years. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, next, year, next right? year. Next year. I mean, and then I, I think go, the event, will the event have more juice if it's top 70 and like guys are trying to get in? Probably. Because I also then went like guys who aren't on the wrong side of the bubble and you go like 100 to 125. They're awful. There's like, I mean, I'd say Webb Simpson is like the most notable guy. And then you look at Webb Simpson. It's like the worst year he's had since they put the anchor ban in. And everybody else is just kind of, I, I mean, you know, the, the same. But they're just sort of feel, I, I don't, I feel it's disrespectful that people have incredible talent to make pro golf this level. But like, they're not the ones putting the butts in the seats in the playoffs. And that's, well, that's all. So here's the thing. It's like this event has gone so out of their way to have some semblance of meaning. And the tour by, and I, I think Joseph Labania wrote a piece for the fried egg about the playoffs, or about the schedule this year, this coming upcoming schedule and how the tour just simply doesn't know how to build a schedule and how it needs to start with like, you know, creating importance for the playoffs. Like if this is your centerpiece, build around the centerpiece. And instead, every event's the same. And this event shouldn't be the same. But because of the tour, it is the same. Like this event should be awesome. And it just, it has nobody in it. Yeah. Yeah. McGreevy's best results, by the way. Not to pile on, but like just to give you a, just decided to take a run. At, second <laughs> at the Puerto Rico Open, T13 oh. at the Barbasol. So two opposite of field events and T16 at the RSM. Those wow. are his three best results. Puerto Rico, Barbasol, and That's RSM. all it takes. So I mean, t- I'm not saying it's all it takes, but those are his three best finishes. He has one top 10, 18 and 26 missed cuts. All right. So I don't know. It, it, I, well, to be clear, it helps that the live guys – have been cut out, so it kind of bumps them, you know, 10, 10 spots or so. Then, you know, he'd normally be 136 or so like that. So, um, all right. Anything else on the Wyndham Championship other than picks? Get fu- oh, yeah. Who's your one and done? Well, I'm Please in. Please don't uh, take mine. So I, it's you the, keep taking my guys. It's the last week, obviously. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like regret the position that I am in that I have to announce my pick here. I, I regret it because right. I'm in first place in my the league that I care about by one point. One mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Means the person, I don't know if the person that's behind me listens, they could just listen and pick Maybe. somebody else. Like, oh, it, you know, sucks. yeah, we'll see. He picked the same guy as I did last week. Um, Cam Young. I'm taking Sung JM. Okay. He's played, I think he's top 25 all, the last three years, and he's got two top 10s in there, and then he played really well last week. Obviously, like I think like you could never go wrong picking Webb Simpson here, ever. 
Like, and I was also considering Adam Scott, who's played good golf and finished second here last year, should have won last year. Completely, completely missed missed the hole on that four footer to yeah. win. Um, I I'm gonna go Siwoo Kim, who like oh, you know I like that like, too. Like I was Webb thinking Simpson, about that. You know, like Martin Laird in the desert, Jerry Kelly at Sony, Siwoo Kim is like automatic at the uh, Sedgefield. He's Played just, well last week. Yep. So I'm going with Siwoo Kim. You've got Sanjay. I've got Siwoo. We Those got the we got guys. the South Koreans. The yep, South Korean exactly. connection. Tom yeah. Kim could be a good pick here too. Yeah, Thomas the Tank Engine. Um. All right. That's it for uh, Russell for, Henley. I looked yeah. at too. That was another sure. guy. There's a lot. There's a lot of players in the field. Max McGreevy. A lot. A lot of guys <laughs> up there. Um, there. Should we? Should we pick a a, a bubble guy? You want to take a bubble guy? <laughs> One twenty. Oh, game within yeah. the game. Yeah, game within the game. All right. Um, do you think Ricky Fowler? I mean, was he in the FedEx Cup? He could be gone. I feel like he could be a live boy. He's one twenty three. What if he misses the playoffs? Be outside. Wouldn't he have gone already? Well, if he misses the playoffs, does he just go? Does he just announce? The thing is, there's no events until like, well, at like uh, for a while. You know, if you, you're not going to like play. Maybe you know, he could do some are gone, live huh? commercials. He could get. He could lend his expertise on commercialization. Um, yeah, I, I think Ricky at 123 is certainly an interesting case. Um, what's Peppy Peter like? at? He's got to be 120. I'll take Chesson Hadley. He's a He's bubble boy. He He's always is on the bubble. Like Hadley every year, every year is like, uh, he's what's, it, what's uh, his, they talk FedEx about he's a Carolina boy. He's 121. All right, my, my, what, every my year, Kelly Craft is 131. <laughs> Kelly Craft <laughs> Just never does. He's the quintessential 125 guy, Kelly Craft. Right, exactly. For a while, it was the ass wagon. Remember the ass wagon, Ron? Yes, yes. (laughs) Yep. Oh, every year it's like 126. They say um, a lot of people are tuning in to see if Charlie Hoffman's run comes to an end. Cannon Futter Charlie's never missed the FedEx Cup playoffs. So they think he's going to bomb his way in from outside 140. So what's uh what's Gaines at? What's our boy? He's Gaines like at? 119. He's right okay. there too. I think he's probably okay. So yeah, he's, he's, it sounds like it's, he's he's okay. But Tyler Duncan, the least interesting man in golf, has got to be right on the bubble. What's he at? Um, he's 113. Why don't you just open the list yourself? Well, I'm, I'm looking at a different me. list. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It gets confusing with the whole live. There's one with live names still on it, and then there's the eligibility list, which is a separate thing. So FedEx Cup standings. I got them up. Yeah, but make sure it's the right one. You know, search. well, how different could it be? There's it's substantial. I mean, you take out 10, 12 Stu- names. Stu so. stinks on the. On, I guess yeah. he's not on the bubble. Well, they got him with the two two other bubble. Cars. Nick Hardy, my guy. I know he's going to be my guy. That's my okay. guy this week. He's what one thirty? Yeah, my guy's going to be McGreevy. After we buried him, I feel like that's harsh. <laughs> I want to. I'm going to be pushing Max McGreevy. I want to get that guy in the playoffs. Talk about his Puerto Rico. What's he off the tee? Uh, like one eighty eighth or something. You're like you're going after a, a former Oklahoma golfer, o- Oklahoma uh, standout. I feel bad. 
He's a non No, he's a small oh. little boy. He's 5'11", 155. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a dainty, dainty boy. We've so, read, I think we've read Max McGreevy's entire <laughs> profile page now at this point. We got height and weight in there. Oklahoma. Well, that's the, maybe that's the issue. He needs to put on some burl. <laughs> burl. I wonder if that's a noun. All right. Uh, that does it for the Wyndham Championship. Elsewhere in golf, what do we have? We have the Western Am. You can, <clears throat> excuse me, you can actually watch the Western Am from the, I want to say quarterfinals onward quarterfinals semis um or actually stream round of 16 it? yeah you can stream it round of 16 starting at 11 a.m eastern on friday and then four to seven is the quarters on friday and then they'll have semis and the finals on saturday streaming pretty good i mean this is sort of uh you know peak amateur season you got the usam coming soon at ridgewood you had the junior amateur and the western am is obviously a, a very prominent uh, amateur title. Are you going to, you may, may or may not go over depending on whether they can provide parking. <laughs> no, it's like a matter of if I can fit it into the, into I the know, schedule, into the schedule. I'm, I leave town on Saturday. So for, okay. for Philadelphia, we'll see you there. That's right. Yeah. I'll see you yeah. at the Lulu. So I, uh, and, and I got a, a family thing on Friday. So it's okay. a, it's a matter of if I could get over tomorrow or Thursday. Okay. Uh, so that's, I think that covers all. Our, oh, there, there's, do you think, do you think a two-year-old would enjoy the Western Am? May I help bring it Is it going to be hot there? I assume yeah. it's going to be sweltering. No, so, uh, we so also humid. have coming to from round out, summer. It's just so, so humid. Yeah. Round out the schedule. Shaw charity classic on the champions tour. It's belatedly, you know, back in action after the, you know, taking the boat back from Glen Eagles as they all go by boat travel. Uh, and the Utah Championship, rare. Corn Ferry Tour on TV. Rare these days. is on. That'll be streaming at least, 6 to 9 p.m., the Utah Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour. That rounds out our schedule for the week. Let's hit news real quick. Do you have anything else on the tour schedule being released? Do you think we've hit that adequately? It's 47 I mean, events. It's 47 I, events. I almost tweeted something. I, You know, part, part of me didn't want the live bots in, infiltrating my my mentions. It really is. A, it's just, it <laughs> makes things so unpleasant. To, there's so many bots. Just You can't even, everything you tweet about golf, anything. You can tweet anything. I could tweet about Max McGreevy and I have a million bots telling me about how he isn't live material or something. <laughs> but anyways, I almost tweeted this, but Monahan legitimately, like this is, this is like what I just don't understand with like, you go out and in public, you're like, if this, I'm contextualizing the, the, the quote, but if this becomes a, a game about, about dollars and cents, we are going to win. And literally their only response is we aren't going to change anything except for a small tweak at the playoffs. And we're going to throw way more dollars at this. That's legitimately their answer. And it's just, it, wait a second. Well, you just, you said in a press conference, if this is a, an arms race over dollars, we, we can't win. And that is your response. Like it just, it baffles, it boggles my mind. I, I can't, you know, everybody always says I point out all the issues and I don't provide solutions. I got news for you. I'm doing a whole podcast on solutions on the Friday for Friday. So 
if you if that's your complaint that's about kind of me, a bait and switch what you should tell everybody what's wrong here and then to give them solutions. Well, I give solutions all the time. How many times have I had to say, to say I would say they need to I completely say- turn their like Joe Joseph Lamagna had a great article about like a way they could work it in with the schedule, the existing schedule, which is yep. effectively make a small number of 10, events. To, 10 yep. to 12 events, FedEx Cup events. Yep. There are solutions. I'll tell you what's not a solution, doing the same thing, but just throwing a little more money at it. And this seems woefully inadequate. I understand they're a cruise ship and it's hard to make dramatic changes, but this is the time for dramatic change and they haven't done it. And just releasing, trotting this out there again was just just ridiculous. It's like one of these NFL teams that somehow think like some backup quarterback who's never been good is going to figure it out because you have, you know, are you this talking is about the, be Bears? the year? Like, no, or like Carson Wentz. This, this Carson Wentz is now going to be good for Washington. Like that kind of thing. Like, you know, like just not try. It's just woefully inadequate response. It's like that Leslie Nielsen gift. Nothing to see here. Everything's fine as, you know, stuff's blowing up behind him. Here's our 47 event schedule. With everything that's more. How or less about the James same. Hahn? I had him in news. <laughs> of all the guys to be complaining, James Hahn, who's seen a well-known story about selling shoes at Nordstrom's <laughs> and Gangnam Style. But I mean, he gets on tour for a handful of years, and now it's he's persecuted because he's got to fly from I don't know where Las well, Vegas. To- okay, hold on, hold on. Let so he, his tweet is like complaining about the schedule. If anything, James Hahn should be celebrating the schedule for providing him a place to go play mediocre PGA Tour golf on a regular basis because in, in obscurity. If, yeah, if we want to talk about numbers one hundred. James Hahn, squarely in there, contends in an event oh, yeah. maybe once a year. You know, it's <laughs> gotten hot a couple times, but for the most part, provides little to no value on a weekly basis for the PGA Tour. Nobody is lining up to see James Hahn play golf. And I'm sorry, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but like, I'm just, I just want to get that out here. So he complains about a stretch of the tour where it goes four week stretch, Vegas. To Japan, to South Carolina, to Bermuda. All right, so let's let's get this out there. Wow! If I played all four of those weeks, it would be crazy travel, right? How yeah. many tour players play four straight weeks in the fall? Very little. Second, right. let's examine what those events are. Vegas. That is a small field, correct? No. Is no, it the full, Shriners? Probably oh, it's the Shriners. One, okay, so Shriners. It's not like the CJ Cup. So Shriners, yeah. Vegas. All right, everybody's there. Japan. No. That's a top 60. Yeah. No cut. Guess what? Guys, they're playing Shriners. Is it? I don't think it's... It's like a joint... It's like a joint Japan tour. Deal, yeah, but right? it's top 60 for the PGA Tour okay. qualify. Right. And it's okay. no cut. So guess what? Just there. Those guys that are going to Japan, they aren't worried about the week after. They probably aren't worried about the week before. Right. So let's just, now let's take Japan out of it. So take Japan out. What are we complaining about? We're complaining about Vegas, one week off, South Carolina. And Bermuda. And Bermuda. And guess what's about as close 
to Bermuda as you can possibly get. The Carolinas. Aren't they yes. on the same like latitude? Yeah. So basically. If you were gonna come up with Which the doesn't mean they're easiest, close to be clear, but like the easiest very- way to get to Carolina would be from driving from Congaree to Charlotte, getting on a plane to fly to Bermuda. Couldn't be easier. It's just James Hahn. So what are we complaining about? Now I he, think he James Hahn's on up. the policy board, too. He's talking, he's making not insane tweets about people ripping on Bubba, like call it I, I, about his faith or something. Like, I don't understand what is James Hahn does not come across as the bright. I know he went to Cal, you know, it's a good school. But his tweets are not particularly bright, and his logic and his metaphors are just make no sense. Anyways. It's time of year when James Hahn tweets start to become notable for for one way, reason. Or and then, uh, um, and then he went on to say that they should play in where football plays. That was, I do. He did get at a, a big issue there. I, I have well, to give yeah. him credit because what I think he's probably watching live. Like, why are they playing in New York and in in Chicago and Portland, and I'm not? Why am I playing in Puerto Rico and Bermuda? And, in rural South Carolina. Events. Well, yeah. yes. And they so, have five in the States that live, you know? Um, he's still, man, he's worked up. I'm just Is he tweeting some more? Feet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, for the critics against Bubba, seems a bit ironic for someone to criticize a man's faith when they don't have any themselves. Who's he talking about? It's like getting blasted on how I cook my meat from a vegetarian. Is everyone who's criticizing Bubba godless or something? I don't understand what he's getting at there. Anyways. Um, Is James Hahn next on the, the live defector? I think he's on the pack. I think he's a policy board member. <laughs> do, he's just do you think Norman's off. returning his call? No. No. I mean. He missed, he missed the Hudson Swafford boat. Yeah, exactly. Only tr- so many troops. Other news, Luke Donald's finalized. We talked b- about him on the last podcast. Tiger Woods, Greg Norman went on Tucker Carlson, a golf program on Fox News, and said Tiger Woods was offered, confirmed, I don't know what he said, 700 to $800 million. Just uh, a lot of money for Tiger to say no. I don't know what that means. Does that say more about the baggage Tiger, the baggage associated with your enterprise that someone could turn down $800 million and, and still not want to do it? I, I don't know what that said or just what Tiger's um, station in the world. Uh, it's an interesting intri- amount of money to turn down. So I don't know if you recall in 2020 or 2020 Riv was when the PGL was really yep. bubbling up. Yep. And this is PGL, not not the not the Saudi the live league that we have currently. So there was Saudi money still involved in the PGL. But a small like, yeah, it that, was a smaller point. percentage. It was yep. through rain, it was, you know, and there yeah. were other things involved. Yep. Uh Tiger did a press conference. Yep. And he really did not back the PGA Tour. He was he said that his his team was looking at it closely that it was an interesting idea along these lines. He was talking about like, this is what everybody wants to try and do is get the best players in the world together more often. That's what the WGCs tried to do. You know, he basically, he did not like everybody wanted him to come out there and squash it. And he didn't. Yep. So 
I think that speaks volumes to how, you know, like, I bet, I, I don't know, I, this is all, but, like, to me, like, the change of tune from the PGL concept and the money behind it and who was behind it to his comments about live are quite, quite remarkably different. Yep. Yep. So 700, 800 million, whatever it is, a lot of money just said, no, who knows if he could even play. Maybe that's part of it too. Also, while we're on the subject, I don't think of, that, I think they don't even need him to play. Right. He could they have just, just been a captain get in bed and yeah, be a part of the whole deal. Part of the party. Um, Patrick Reed going to play Singapore and Korea in August. So much. I, I think I defended Patrick Reed saying that I thought his comments about spending time with his family and like growing up, you know, not. like I, I think I said, I th- said he was the most real. He handled the situation the best when he had those comments. Let me just strike all those from the record. <laughs> I just, I want, I want those. I want it to be known that I do I no longer stand by the commentary. Yep, going to Singapore. I, get, I assume to you know cobble together world rankings points, things like that. So I mean, uh, world right. rankings points are really important for the Live Tour because if they ever yeah. get them, like their guys could be so low down, it doesn't even matter if they're playing the Asian Tour. You know, right? Like, right? Um, in a way, like, in a way, I kind of think it would be smart for Live to to pay guys that are going to come on the tour to not come on to the tour for a while to maintain a high world ranking for when, if they ever get world ranking points. Yeah. Because the problem is the second they come over, they get, they're get blown out to sea and then it won't matter if all of their guys are 200th in the world and they play because you know. Yeah. Can I throw a really insane hypothetical at you before we sign off? Is there a non-zero chance that Henrik Stenson that they arranged for Henrik Stenson to win the first live event as a PR non-zero. I don't know. As a great PR win, as the guy who just well, in the news uh, for leaving on. the Ryder Cup captain. No, no, there is. Uh, there's uh, here. There's not a non-zero. That's just a crazy there's hypothetical. A, here, I'm just throwing I, out here's there. I'm not I'll saying it was you. rigged. I just say like, hey. We're getting notions that the U.S. integrity, well, they're not cooperating with the betting services. That, that There's that not a non-zero lives. chance. But there is like, it, it couldn't have been predetermined because the guy, maybe, maybe it was like Saturday night and they're like, hey, DJ, Reed, take your foot off the gas. Like everybody take your foot off the gas. Let him I mean, win. It is this great PR victory. You've got Donald Trump Jr. tweeting about this is the biggest FU in golf history. I mean, not PR. You know what I mean? It's Do you think Donald Trump line. has a has a good uh, Donald Trump Jr. has a good uh, grasp of golf history to the point where he can he, <laughs> he can make that. such a claim? <laughs> like, I'm, like it's not like Brandel declaring the DJ shot from years ago the greatest <laughs> shot in golf history. Like, at least like it has some like semblance. Like, okay, this guy has seen a lot of shots. He can make a game. <laughs> Do you think Eric Trump has the you know the or Donald Trump know. Jr. Was it yeah. wait who was it Eric it's Don Jr. Don, Don, Don Jr. Jr. All right, yeah. Don Jr. has the 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 golf knowledge to make that claim. <sighs> I think he won it outright. I mean, it's it, it just, you know, 
That's interesting. It was it's quite that's a, I amazing like that. how that's that came tin, together. That's a tin hat Oh, yeah. Theory. Please, trust me. I, I don't have any faith in it myself. It's just kind of amazing how it came together for him. All right. That does it for this Wednesday episode of the Shotgun Start. Thank you for your continued support. There will be a Golf Genius uh, link to sign up for that live show if you want to do it. 20 bucks. Uh, free or not free uh, open bar beer and wine plus a live recording on S- Sunday in Philly uh, we'll talk to you guys on Friday <laughs>